What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts nfl total access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 nfl draft I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Mather Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. So if I, if I said we have a, a bunch of NFL games, like we have tons of NFL games, boy, that would be exciting. That would be great to come in. But it's the last week of the exhibition season. And I observed some of the games I was flipping around. I had at one point, I had the Vikings-Titans. I had the Patriots game. 
the Rams, Saints, and the Browns, Lions. I was watching four games at one time. Four at one time. Very impressive work by me. And uh, and I was like about to fall asleep while I was was doing this. It was just painful. So rather than talk about that, I'm glad the curtain has come down on the practice season. That doesn't drive conversation. You know what does drive conversation? Based on my email, and I have a group of people, and you might be in that group, and you know who you are, who are regularly dropping me little notes of encouragement or discouragement, depending on your position. Some very positive, other people saying, screw you, you suck, you're blah, 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 blah. But someone that we've talked about for man, it's been three years now, parts of three years, well, longer than that, but this has been hovering around. It's been a, a tumor for, for many years, and it's popped back up. The test came back and was like, wow. And so I got a couple of emails about the, the never-ending story involving a washed-up former quarterback who is suing the NFL. So I thought we'd start with that. And we're, of course, talking about Colin Kaepernick, uh, who's hanging out there with his army of lawyers and attempting to beat the NFL in a legal battle. There's a lot of wrangling going on right now. So if you missed the latest, if you've not been locked in here, and you might have missed it, the, the news out that Colin Kaepernick, now the way it's being reported is important, and we'll get more to this in a minute, but the story that's going around is that Colin Kaepernick got a major win and that he, he beat the NFL because he won a summary judgment in that phase of the wrangling going on of this collusion case, this collusion lawsuit. And in this particular phase, uh, it was seen by some of the, the mainstream football media that wrote about it and talked about it that this is a big effing deal, that Colin Kaepernick won this summary judgment and it was a phase that was requested by the NFL. They were trying to dismiss this particular case. Right? They were trying to dismiss the case, and they didn't win. Uh, an arbitrator by the name of Stephen Burbank. Ah, that's an interesting name. That sounds like a fake name, doesn't it? Stephen Burbank. And he refused the dismissal. He ruled in favor of Colin Kaepernick. So the case does not end. It's not that Kaepernick won. I think many are confused by that. If you just see the headlines, you think, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, the, the case is continuing. It's moving forward. They're going towards a hearing. But again, the, the, many of the mainstream football media describing this as, among other things, quote, a huge blow to the NFL. So I want to discuss this. Now, the question, based on that reporting, how concerned should the NFL owners be about this? Again, being reported as a huge blow to the NFL and a win for Colin Kaepernick. Now, if you actually look at this objectively, this is not anything to worry about. It, it, it's not. Right? I mean, it, you've got a lot of stuff going on here, but this particular layer to the cake is nothing to worry about. Uh, it's not. And so you've got the agenda. You've got that. You also have, in addition to that, the smoking gun, and the sycophants. So we'll mix all this together. Now, the first thing, many of these reports that were out are embellishing the importance of a summary judgment. Now, I didn't go to law school, but I practiced law on the radio for many, many years. And anybody that's just followed legal cases, high-profile legal cases, and there have been cases similar to this, 
cases where there's collusion as far as in sports and whatnot. We've seen these things before. Uh, if you follow this, you know that this is how it goes, right? It, it, it was not expected that the NFL was going to win this particular round. And, and I, I understand there's a lot of people with a pro-Colin Kaepernick bias who are dabbling in hyperbole over the significance of this, but if you make it sound like this was something when it's actually really nothing, that's a problem. I mean, the NFL was confident. You know, the, the way the story is being presented is the NFL was confident that, hey, they were going to win this. That's not the case. Uh, that's not it at all. Summary judgments. Here's what I know about summary judgments. I'll do an essay on summary judgments. They are filed all the time in cases like this, and very rarely, very rarely are they ever granted. It's the one in a hundred shot. Just because one in a hundred wins does not mean you bet on the long shot because more times than not, they lose. In fact, from what I've been able to decipher here, the court has to deny if there's any material facts that are disputed. And of course, Colin Kaepernick and his attorneys are disputing everything. They've been very public about that. They've used TMZ as their bully pulpit, feeding them stories about the Kaepernick Kaepernick position. So, of course, based on that, based on that most of the time these things are, are go the, the way that this went, and when you have a disagreement on any of the material facts, then this is, this is standard stuff, right? Lawyers and defendants... In the NFL is the defendant, right? Colin Kaepernick is the one pressing the issue against the NFL. The NFL is trying to defend themselves against Kaepernick. And in these kind of cases, regularly, uh, you, you have a, a motion for summary judgment. It's not some kind of landmark ruling that came down, even though it's being positioned that way, unless that fits your agenda. If it fits your agenda, then, hey, this is a big deal. It's not. And this is not going to end anytime soon. This is going to drag on and on and on. The reason it's going to drag on is not because it's a complicated case. It's going to drag on because there's a lot of billable hours, right? And and number two, there's not an elephant in the room. There's a bulldozer that's parked in the corner of the room. There's a big bulldozer in the corner of the room here. Colin Kaepernick has a very small chance of winning this case. This ruling doesn't change that. And... Based on the feedback that you're giving me, there are some people confused by that. In order to win this case, nothing has changed. Colin Kaepernick has to find the smoking gun. He has to show that NFL teams, members of the football cartel, were in agreement. They were in cahoots to keep him out of the NFL. And just because you think that happened, that's not good enough to win a case. You have to prove it. And even I've heard people say, well, Jerry Jones said things and Bob McNair and some of these other owners have said things. That's not proof of a, gla- a grand global conspiracy involving uh, Colin Kaepernick. You, Who? You've got to find physical evidence. Now, that means, what, text messages, emails, phone records. I don't know that that would prove much, but if there's a bunch of phone calls, you could say, well, that, there you go. What about that? What about the phones? What about the phone calls? But without that, my understanding is the NFL has very little to worry about, right? Because now there are some that have said, well, wait a minute here. What if they get a, a judge that's pro-Kaepernick? 
what happens then? What if they find somebody who's sympathetic to Kaepernick's position? Could the NFL lose on that? Well, it seems unlikely, even if that's the case, again, because it's, it's, it's an evidence-based argument. And the other thing, we've talked about this a lot over the last handful of years, teams are under no obligation to sign any player over another. Some have been pointing out all the crappy quarterbacks. I don't disagree with that, that are in the NFL. Uh, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's irrelevant. Because the NFL, you know what the NFL will do? The NFL will come back and say, okay, yeah, this guy sucks. But, you know, Colin Kaepernick was a flash in the pan. He got off to a great start. The Niners were in the Super Bowl. And then he faded into oblivion. Teams figured him out. And that's why the last two years Kaepernick was in the NFL, he had an 85.4 quarterback rating and a 3-16 and record as a starter. Substandard numbers across the board. So the NFL will counter with that. Then what do you do? So you got to find actual evidence. That's what the lawyers for Kaepernick are trying to do. And hey, the NFL has shown in the past they're very sloppy, and th- there might be something there. I, I, I find it hard to believe that it came from the, the league office knowing the liability and the amount of money they would have to pay out, but there's a small chance. But I've seen no, no evidence at this point to prove that that's going that direction. Again, email, text messages – uh, or an admission of guilt by somebody in a higher-up position in the NFL. Now, the last thing here, we've got a long and winding road, long and winding road with the courts and billable hours and all that. So just, again, even though the headlines are, hey, Kaepernick, this is a big win, this is a huge blow to the NFL. Uh, no, it's not. Even if you're a Kaepernick sycophant, uh, and you want that to be true, and you hope and you pray that that's true. This is nothing. It's very straightforward, right? Denial of a summary judgment means there are factual questions to resolve. That's all it means. It doesn't mean that Colin Kaepernick is going to get paid by beating the NFL owners in court. There's a lot of red tape. It's a civil case, and so we get a lot of clues, people that are chiming in here. Uh, you have to – collusion, the word – I feel like we're doing uh, – CNN or Fox News, collusion requires actual cooperation between teams in the NFL. And as I point out, when we talk about this story, we haven't done it in a while, if all 32 teams, every single team in the NFL independently said, I don't want Kaepernick, I don't want to sign him, I don't like him, even if they don't like him because of his politics, that's not collusion. Collusion would be if the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots got together and they were in lockstep saying, you know, you can't sign this guy. You keep him out of the NFL, and there's evidence of that. That's collusion. So if you think that happened, then maybe it did. I doubt it. Bet against it. Roger Goodell and his underlings would have had to send some message out telling them, hey, stay away. Don't, don't sign this guy. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we press on here, heading in to our Labor Day weekend. But for me, nothing will change because I'm working the holiday because I'm a man of the people. Now someone who's not a man of the people, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia. Why do you want to start off the show like that? I don't know what you're talking about. By distorting the truth. I am a man of the people because the people like to take off holidays. That's what they like to do. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. The company says, we will pay you to not come into work. And I say, thank you, company. I will not come into work then. I will stay and hang out with my family and have a barbecue or whatever. 
that's what the people do. So yeah. I am a man of the people yeah. because I do what the people do. You, You're an elitist. You don't. Yeah. You you hoard these days off uh-huh. so that you can take them when you want to, which is fine. That's your yeah. right. You can do uh, that. Sometimes I don't. But don't I, but don't them. talk about how you're a man of the, a people, man of the people because you're working. You just don't uh, want to go hang out with any nah, family because they all moved away. Well, they're either dead or they moved away. That's true. But <laughs> uh, but here's the other thing. Okay, like I know when I was a single for years, women wouldn't get near me. They hated me. Uh, and so what I would do is I would be you know, holidays. You get a little depressed on the holidays, right? You need to turn on your favorite radio friend. And have that that bond there, and so I'm not letting these people down, Eddie. Yeah, uh, this I can't is out, speak. Of the, out of the goodness of your heart. Yes, yes, it is a public service. Just like when I do those Santa Mallory. Just like when I say, giving don't, out presents. Don't smoke weed and drive. I'm doing that also. I don't get paid for those PSAs. They'll see you before you see them. You know, that's a classic. Man of the people, right here. Oh yeah, man of the people. Me too. I'll be in here. Roberto, oh, too. Roberto. That's right, my so man. They, so they High would, five, Roberto. They wouldn't yeah. give you the day off, huh, Roberto? They wouldn't give you the day off? No. I'm okay. Like, I'm, all, I'm yeah. the there was a man ma- of the people. There was a Lord mandate Lord. from corporate that all new employees get no days off. That's the uh, mandate. So, <laughs> <laughs> All future hires get no days off. That's that's the, Something like that the, Bella, the Belichick motto is in play. No days off. No days off. Coop will be here, too, though. <laughs> I'm sorry, Coop. Is that true? No, he's no. not actually. Oh. Coop will be. Coop's not a man of the people either. <laughs> yeah, me and Roberto, Benny and Roberto, down on the radio. That's how we do, it, right there. Now, if Ben wanted yeah. to take the day off, he could, Roberto. But uh, no, I don't want to take would, the day off. Then he would not. Why be would a man I take the day off, man? I'm here for the people. There's a lot of hot sports talk that's going to be done on Labor Day. Big college football yeah. discussions coming up. Oh, on it's going to be massively yeah. important, Eddie. I would say those are the most important shows. I could win the Marconi. On our Labor Day, we, we're doing two shows on Labor Day because we've got the Sunday into Monday, and then now this is always weird for you, Eddie, because of our time. Are you are you taking two days or one day? Oh yeah, that's that's right. Uh, yeah. I will be back on Labor Day night. Yes, correct. So see, that's another reason that's a mistake by you, because you still have to work on Labor Day. Yeah. Well, they didn't give me the option of taking that day off, so no? it's it's either take this day off or no days off. So yeah. I will take that day off. Ah. Oh. Mm. 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 The Iron Fist. I'm not working with the on Iron Labor Fist. Day at all. Ooh. Yeah. Back, uh, Coop will be hanging out near the beach. Mr. Hollywood. There. Yeah. <laughs> Eating donuts, doing whatever he's doing. Great big weekend. Uh, but we'll be slaving away over these hot microphones here. Yeah, it's a tough job, but somebody got to do it. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. This job is not that bleeping easy. It is not. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So here we are on the cusp of a new NFL season. We've survived all these crappy exhibition games. Hallelujah. We've made it through. Uh, Now, we don't normally talk about fourth string running backs. There's a bunch of players that are going to get released in the next 24 hours as rosters are locked in for the regular season of the NFL, and there'll be some surprise veteran players that get let go because they don't want their contracts on the ledger for week one, and then they'll be re-signed for week two. We see that every year in the National Football League. But I mentioned we don't talk about four-string running backs in particular, but in the case of Adrian Peterson, that is the exception to the rule. Because Peterson has been furious here, very upset with his critics, who have pointed out that he is a washed-up running back. Can't believe that he doesn't like that. I'm surprised by that, but that's that's the case. Now, Peterson did not play 
in the Washington Redskins game against the Ravens. A Ravens and Redskins got together. Ravens won that game. If you care about that, you're you know, fine. Good for you. Way to go. But if you missed this, now Peterson is supposedly foaming at the mouth. He's so upset. And he has put together his own personal, quote, hit list, unquote. What's on the hit list? He's got names of prominent sports media people who have dared to question his lousy performance over the last several seasons in the NFL. He's specifically upset with a couple of former NFL players who happen to work at Fox, Chris Carter and Shannon Sharp, those debate shows on FS1, Carter very early in the morning, and then Shannon Sharp also early in the morning, but a little later. Uh, And they've had some pointed criticism over the last couple weeks. Now, Carter compared Adrian Peterson running with the Redskins to his career to himself with the Miami Dolphins when he said he had no business, Carter, playing in Miami. But he had no problem cashing the check because you got to have a fall guy. you got to have a fall guy. So Chris Carter also moaned about how sensitive today's players are. It's not wrong on that. And then he had his final omega. He said Adrian Peterson had, had better get over himself, Carter said. We were all great, but at the end, we all smelled like a baby's diaper, is the quote there from Chris Carter. So he grimaced while he said that. Now, some are claiming that Chris Carter has violated the fraternal order of football players, the fraternity of the NFL with these criticisms. So I wanted to talk about that. Peterson's very upset, and others have said, you know, you're right. Peterson has a right to be upset. Now, the question is, why was Adrian Peterson so offended by this? Right? Now, I get that criticism, nobody wants it, but to me it's kind of obvious. You've got thin-skinned, flowery, and in a place I like to call denial. And we'll link all this together. Now, nobody, nobody wants to hear another human being say they suck, they're terrible. It's human nature to try to push back on that. I understand. As I've said, nevertheless, the optics on this are pretty bad. Now, it's possible that Peterson just doesn't give a damn because he's a shady actor as it is based on his track record with the switch, if you will. So it could be he just doesn't care anymore and he's going to do whatever he wants. That's fine. But here's how I, I look at it. Peterson comes across as your textbook thin-skinned, coddled, pampered athlete, thinking that he was somehow insulated because these guys used to play in the NFL <laughs> And you can't go through the struggle and all that. Well, Peterson, this you know what he is? He is more sensitive than a nine-year-old girl is what he is. Grow, grow some, some thick skin, some rhino skin. I mean, he thinks he's going to use this, according to some of the quotes, coming out of the Redskins locker room, he's going to use this as motivation. You talk about unrealistic expectations and aspirations. He's got a, a unrealistic aspirations. Imagine how depressed. He's upset now. Imagine how depressed and dejected Adrian Peterson's going to be if the Redskins release him this weekend, which could happen. It's not a guarantee that he makes the team. There's a chance that they let him go. But even if he makes the team, you're talking about a fourth-string running back. It's going to happen, whether it happens this weekend or it happens in a couple of weeks. He's not going to be around all that long. I believe I have a bet with that guy in New Jersey about Adrian Peterson and how many rushing yards he's going to get. 
It's like a pizza bet. And then if if I lose, I have to wear a dopey hat, like a Viking hat I have to wear. I think that's the bet. Uh, now, part B of this, Chris Carter is simply doing his job. I, I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of that show, but in this case, I'm going to defend Chris Carter. When he was a receiver, he was paid to catch a bunch of passes. He was pretty good at it, and as a commentator on a debate talk show, your job is different. Your skill set is different. You don't have to catch any passes. You have to be bold. You have to be provocative. And you have to mix in some flowery language, and Chris Carter's doing that. You got to stand out because there's a thousand gas bags, and they're spewing. They're nonsense. You got to be unique. And I would argue that Chris Carter's not very unique, but in this case, he's on the right side. Now, it's nice that Carter has listened to our Maller monologues and agrees with my position. Adrian Peterson is 33 years old, and no amount of hard work, no amount of sweat equity is going to make up for a diminishing skill set. And I'd like to also remind you that I was one of the first people in on this. As a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, when Peterson signed with the Saints, we pointed our finger and laughed. When he went to the Cardinals, we chuckled. We had a belly chuckle. And then when he had a big game, we said it doesn't matter. And then he followed it up with like a 26-yard performance the next week. We were right. So it really comes down to the basics, right? Uh, The rudimentary parts of playing in the NFL, and those are starting to wear away. The quickness, the recovery time, uh, you know what what I'm talking about here. I don't need you to explain. You don't need me to explain, I should say, the aging process uh, for athletes. Now, the last thing. Right, the parting shot in this, there is no reason, no reason to think that this is going to be an epiphany. Right, that he's going to, he's going to, the light's going to go on again and there'll be a recovery. Now, again, he could have an occasional good performance like he did with the Cardinals. Uh, but there's a reason that nobody was aggressively pursuing Adrian Peterson and he had to wait till guys got hurt. The writing is on the wall. All indications are pointing. That Peterson being on his last legs as a running back, it's been several years, the production's gone down, and it's not exactly like you have to be Picasso to paint this picture. This is paint by numbers. It's pretty simple. He's the backup's backup backup, which means you're unimportant, and unless a catastrophe happens to the guys ahead of you, you're insignificant. So how many other redskin running backs would have to get hurt for Peterson to move on up the pecking order? in Landover, Maryland. Uh, It would be uh, be, uh, quite a few, right? Quite a few. So it's not really about a resurgence. It's more like a swan song than a resurgence. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. I also wanted to address the comments of one Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater now wearing Saints paraphernalia, traded this week from the Jets. Never heard of him. To the Nolan Saints. And he said all the right things. The question is, do you believe them? Now, I have a secret decoder ring, and it, it, it went off here, and it's like, whoa, what's going on here? My BS detector also was sounded. Because Teddy Bridgewater, seemingly with a straight face, told the assembled media in the bayou that he does not mind waiting behind Drew Brees. Isn't this the same guy that said he wanted to play for the Jets and all that? I, that was one of the reasons the Jets got rid of him because he expected to play. And 
I get that Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame player and all that. Uh, I, I don't understand that. I still don't. No one's been able to explain to me what the Saints are thinking here, other than they got some bad gumbo. I've yet to hear, but I don't believe Bridgewater. No, my theory is he's just trying to do say the right thing, do the right thing, and all that. I get it, but it's not like the Saints. Let's say Bridgewater. Let's say Brees plays two more years. Bridgewater's got one year left in his contract. There's a bunch of teams that'll be in the quarterback market after this year. It happens every year. You look around, and you, you kind of know who those teams are. Uh, will Phillip Rivers keep playing for the Chargers? There's no one really waiting in the wings for Phillip Rivers. Does he keep going? You can look at him. How many more years is Tom Brady going to play? There's, and I, I get that Breeze is on that list, but let's assume the position that Breeze comes back and is the starter in New Orleans for two years. Bridgewater's 25 now. He essentially hasn't played in two years. So that now you're going to say he really hasn't played in three years, barring Drew Brees having a career-ending injury or something along those lines. So Bridgewater will be 26 years old and have not really played regular season football in three years. You say, okay, is he going to come back to New Orleans and then go four years without playing and someone's going to give him a big contract? The Saints are going to give him a big contract? These are the years where you got to you got to play, you got to make money. You got to do it. Right, we say hello to Edmund Dallas Corporate Steamboat Willie forcing me to work with Ralph on Monday. Oh, Garcia. My line was getting really tangled. <laughs> yeah, I feel really bad about that. I'm I'm sorry. I yeah. You know, I I, I taken the day off as as people know. I always take the uh, the company yeah. holidays off because they pay me not to work but yeah sure I, I have no say over who fills in for me so that's a lie i i no it's not a lie I, that's a lie <laughs> I, you're uh, the senior I'm newsman s- aren't you the senior newsman I, our, I i am you know yeah, that you yeah. and i are the longest tenured we, on-air we people are. at the network well i got a six month 26 day vacation yeah. and you also started before me i did so that's correct pretty close yeah, and I started, I think, a while before you, actually. When when did you get hired? Oh, let's do old guy yeah, radio. Do it. Let's do it. It's, it's going to be a urinating match. When did you start, Eddie? <laughs> when did you begin here? My first shift was during the Diamondbacks-Yankees World Series. I remember it very vividly. What, why do you remember that? Why? Because the World Series is going on. That's when I started working. So that was in October? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that series went to November, right? That was after 9-11. They went into, October. They went into November. Yeah, remember November. they called... Was it Jeter? Mr. That, November. Yeah, yeah, Mr. November. Yeah. I remember my first, I don't think this was my first shift, but it was one of my first shifts. I was doing like a weekend overnight shift, and they said, well, nothing ever happens. Don't worry. I was doing like an update shift. They said, no, nothing's going to happen. Don't worry. You know, nothing. That's always a good thing to yeah. tell someone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was not It was not good. There was like a, a, a plane crash or something like that. There was some, there was some tra- I think it was the Oklahoma – Oklahoma State or something like that. Oh yeah, the basketball team. Yeah, yeah it wasn't one. Of, it was one of my first. It wasn't the first shift. It was because I, I think I started a couple months earlier. But I am was, such a radio those, loser. It's one of those memories, you know. You were like, oh, just yeah. give scores all night, and then oh crap, you know. So, yeah, I, yeah, I remember one of the first times that I met you. You were in here doing an update shift, and it was uh, wild in here. You had. <laughs> You had like a computer you were using to keep track of scores. You had an, an an editing computer. You were editing sound. You had an editor with you in the back that was also. You guys were just uh, spinning plates and juggling uh, chainsaws in here. It was wild. Yeah, it was a one man band. I had a several. I had my hands, feet, all my limbs were playing musical instruments. There. Well, Chris Lindsley 
yeah. was the editing department for about yeah. six years. He was the only <laughs> editor that we had, yeah. one guy. And and the update guys would would like supplement him a little bit, and help I, him and out. But uh, I love it because Chris is a good friend. I don't see him he's much He's still anymore. here. Yeah, I guess he hides in the shadows. He does. Here. He really does. But I love Chris Lindsley. He's a good man, a good family man. I've seen his kids grow up and all that. But Lindsley, when he was the only editor, here's how big a douchebag some of the people that worked here. The host would go in and yell at him for not having a clip. And he was the only guy, and there'd be like thirty games going on, and you know he was supposed to uh, cut up sound from, and and guys would give him a hard time. It was great. Ah, the to reminisce. We'll do go down memory lane, Eddie. Having their problems Ah, on on the road. I'm Ben Malik, Kansas City, fighting for the American League Central with the White Sox. You know that's old. They're in Texas on this Labor Day, and the Rangers bombing away. Oh, this Labor Day. I've decided to put on my swim trunks and dive right in. (laughs) How is it? If you could see me now. You would know. Ah, clearly not the highlight there. I don't know what that was. Mark <laughs> two runs. And the Rangers on top, 6-2. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me explain how that happened. <laughs> want to know how that happened? God bless whoever oh, said that. Man. All right. So, Ruro, I'm, I'm in the chair I'm in right now. I was hosting a show at that time. Okay? That sounded like a kid. I'm hosting a show. And so I'm doing my thing, and I had to do the, uh, you know, we don't, back then we called them updates. So... All right, I had my, my scores in front of me, and I had the things I needed to do a professional radio update, so I'm doing it. But if I want to have some audio, I needed my engineer to play the audio. So, so my engineer, the great uh, Art Martinez, I love him, uh, Artie, he, he's, he hits the button to play the side. I cue him. I pointed him to play the audio. <laughs> he plays the audio, clearly not listening. He stands up and walks to the other side of the room, away from the board. <laughs> So I'm hearing this commercial. Well, I don't even know what that was. I'm hearing that, and Art, he doesn't, not listening. He's on the other side of the room doing something on the computer. <laughs> and so I, you can hear me start banging my hand on the table because I'm so upset it won't stop. There's no way he's going to hear that. Soundproof yeah. room. Yeah, exactly. You could be standing up, jumping oh, up and down, man. waving your arms, and he probably wouldn't even notice. And it gets even better, Eddie. It's a cloak and dagger thing. We believe we were sabotaged. There was an act of sabotage because they, they had gotten rid of one of Tony Bruno's producers. He was doing the morning show for us, and they one of his producers had been let go, and we think on the way out he decided to do a sabotage mission. And, <laughs> Deleted and, a bunch of stuff? Yeah, yeah. D- deleted stuff and replaced stuff that was supposed to be in there with stuff that wasn't supposed to be in there. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've heard of that happening yeah. before, yes. A rogue employee. Yeah, that's how that happened. Back in the back in the day. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. All right, here we go. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, heck of a job, Koopa Loop. Here we go. I'm very excited here. Good questions by you. What? I haven't even asked them yet. See what I Koop wasn't listening at all. To what we just did. I was preparing for this bit. Yeah. It's the, now, game, of, it's the game of baseball, Coop. Just play them one day at a time. That's all you do. There are some big names that become eligible for the Hall of Fame next year, like Ed Reed, Champ Bailey, Tony Gonzalez. However, TMZ caught up with former Patriots cornerback Asante Samuel, who said that he belongs in the Hall and that his numbers back that up. Do you agree, Ben? No. No. They ought to close the Hall of Fame down if Asante Samuel gets in the Hall of Fame. I would put... Doink the clown in the Hall of Fame before I would put Asante Samuel in the Hall of Fame. He had a couple of good years. 
You don't get in the Hall of Fame for a couple of good years. He wasn't dominant enough. He wasn't a household name. And secondly, the biggest sin of all for Asante Samuel, what is the one play? What is the signature moment of his career? Do you remember? Because I remember it was Super Bowl Forty Two, the undefeated Patriots. And Asante Samuel dropped an interception from the punk Eli Manning. And because of that, on the very next play, you had the David Tyree helmet catch. He should be blacklisted from the Hall of Fame. He cost the Patriots an undefeated season. Hall of Fame, my fat ass. Next. Well, there's a report- I might or might not have had money on that. Go ahead, Coop. Yes. <laughs> There was a report yesterday that multiple teams are interested in Josh Donaldson. Now, only a few years removed from Donaldson's MVP campaign, but this season he's been pretty terrible, to put it mildly. Ben, would you go after Donaldson if you were a GM of a team like the Indians, for uh, example? Yes, I I believe that's going to happen today. A couple of reasons. Josh Donaldson, uh, you don't have to give up anything. You can trade used bubble gum at this point. The Blue Jays front office hates Donaldson. He he has a strong distaste for the Blue Jay front office. They're going to give him away. And maybe that's all he's worth is some used bubble gum at this point. But why not if you're Cleveland? You take a flyer on him. And and I'm not going to say that he's he's going to have this, this magical Donaldson return to glory. He is past his prime now. He's at the end of it. He's hobbled. He's missed. I think he's played since May, Josh Donaldson. But he's worth a shot. Right? Worth a shot. Can restore his reputation. If he wants to continue to play baseball, getting big hits in October would provide him that opportunity. You know what he needs? He needs those gummies that A-Rod was eating and, and Ryan Braun during games. You know, those gummy bears laced with testosterone. All right, next. A former Laker, Devin George, was interviewed recently, and he said that he thinks that LeBron James needs to win three championships to get a statue outside Staples Center. Now, what do you think, Ben? What do you think he uh, has to accomplish to get a statue? Nothing. He just has to be LeBron James. They're going to give him a statue. You know that. I know that. LeBron knows that. That's what the Lakers do. They do. He is seen as the savior, the Messiah. From all these crappy lottery picks the Lakers have had in recent years, he's the great savior, and doesn't matter. He's going to pass by a bunch of legends. The Lakers aren't going to win a championship with LeBron James, but LeBron will move up the pecking order of the NBA, and that'll be enough, right? Because that's what the Lakers do. You go to Staples Center. They've got more statues than – it's like a mausoleum. It's like the Hollywood Forever Cemetery with all those statues. And Elgin Baylor didn't win a championship. Chick Hearn, as a player, never won a championship. They have statues – He's LeBron's getting a statue. By breathing and walking, he's getting a statue with the Lakers. How do we do? Benny Passes Edition. That is a winner. I won the game. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. These are actual jokes by actual listeners like yourself to the radio show. They have taken time out of their busy schedule to write some comedy. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. But we don't have the budget of Jimmy Kimmel Live or any of these other shows here. We don't have a paid writing staff. We have just regular people. 
men, women, children that love the show and want to write jokes for us. We thank you for those jokes. And as long as you keep sending those jokes in, we'll keep reading your bad jokes on the radio. That's what we'll do, one segment or two segments every week. Batting leadoff on Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. He's back from hiatus watching old westerns. We say hello to Sirius Sean, the leadoff hitter, the greatest joke leadoff hitter in radio. Yeehaw! How we doing, everybody? Oh, see, that's western lingo. <laughs> I can tell you're a cowboy. Yes, you are. Hey, 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 wait. Did I tell you guys about the new radio show I'm doing in a couple weeks? What? You're cheating on us? What? No, I'm uh, doing the college radio station. Oh, you awesome. are? Oh, yeah. great. Well, let me know. If you need a guest, I'll come on with you if you want. I'll come I'll come to it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it'll be uh, it's 10 watts and it's all over the yeah. internet too. So you can just tune on in. It's more 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 watts button. than some of the stations I've been on. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they call that a blowtorch. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm trying to get a sloppy Monday or Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. playing good news. Oh, afternoon drive. It's nice. Yeah. You you're, you're going to yeah. have a better shift than I have. It's impressive. Uh, well, um, I, I like. Can I trade with you? Maybe you can. Do, you should do this show, and then I'll go do that show. Now, I heard a rumor that you somebody tried to get you to come out to the minor league game because we weren't far from where you live. But you told someone that you already met us, and you don't need to meet us again. Is that accurate? <laughs> I didn't say that. You did not. All right. That I was. Know, an... I said I, I said I had to go to class on a Friday night. Yeah, every night. I go to class. That's a lie. All right, give us your joke. No one has no one has class on Friday night. Who who goes I to do. class on Friday night? What were you studying? All right, I don't want to know. All right, just give me the joke. What do we have here? Okie dokie. Um, Okie dokie. Why, yes. why does a cowboy get a lot of laughs? Uh, hold on a sec. One thing. Oh, let me uh, one sec here. I forgot to do this. Are you there, line two? Are you there, line two? Sean, I love you. I love you. Sean, make me laugh. Right, go, Weed go man, ahead. are you going to tune to my radio show in a couple of weeks? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm calling to you. What, what, Contact me. I'll do it. I'll what, do it. What? Ben, I love you. Uh, all right, stop. Uh, go ahead. Uh, thank you. Hey, yes. Ben, Ben, what? Ben, Ben, No, it's not about you right now. It's about him. Can I say one thing? No, no, no. You can't. No. Go ahead. Sean, go ahead. Okay. Why does the cowboy get a lot of laughs? Uh, I don't know. Because he's always horsing around. All right, thank you, Sean. Good luck with your college radio career. I have great memories. My first photo in radio, I was at my college radio station. Maybe I should post that somewhere. I'd love to see that. Oh, what a nightmare I look like. Oh, what a dork. What a doofus I was. I want to see that. Maybe I'll do it. It's it's so old, Eddie. I have to scan it and put it in my phone. It's that old. Uh, we'll press on. We'll get to all of the rest of Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. We'll pause for the cause, and we'll get to that. We'll do it next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel at light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of the Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook post about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program. Tell bad new listeners like yourself. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And let's continue. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. These are actual jokes by actual listeners. I will read the joke, bounce it off Eddie. He'll bounce it back to me, and then you'll hear this from Roberto if it's funny. You'll hear this if it's not funny, and you'll hear this if it could go either way. I'm actually on the live air. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And Koopa Loop's got his offensive jokes of the week. 
unless he sits this one out. Uh, very good. We have Weed Man occasionally with laughs. Danica Patrick, good news. Danica Patrick celebrated Aaron Rodgers' new contract with Bubbly Eddie. Oh, really? Bubbly? Yes. The bad news is she crashed the bottle into the wall. I'm actually on the live air. Bartolo Colon is scheduled to join the Weather Channel when he oh. retires from baseball. Is that right? Yes, he's already predicting McFlurries in the forecast. <laughs> <laughs> For him, I bet it is, yeah. That's Kurt from Earth who sent that one in. Uh, how can you tell if a vampire has contracted tuberculosis? Uh, tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> tuberculosis? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, how, do, how does a vampire, how do you know a vampire's got that? Uh, he's coughing a lot. Uh, yeah, that's I'm from, actually on the live air. Shout out to the guys at the jail there. That's John the Jailer. He forces them to listen. He, he sent that in. They're having a little issue there. Uh, let's keep it going. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Actual jokes from actual listeners like yourself. Uh, what's it? What makes a killer joke? I don't know, Ben. What makes a killer joke? It's all in the execution, Eddie. Ooh. That's Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Thank you, Eek. Appreciate that. Uh, I don't know if I. I don't know if I can read this. I got an Eddie Murphy joke, but I don't know if I can read it. Uh, Has something happened with Eddie uh, Murphy recently? I don't know about. Uh, uh, He's got another kid coming. Oh, yeah. I think I'll pass on that. It's good. I'm sorry, but you know, there's a reason I can't get into it. Uh, how does the Rock go to the bathroom? I don't know. How does uh, the Rock go to the bathroom? He dwains his Johnson is what he does. That's all he does <laughs> right there. Yeah. Coop <laughs> uh, loved e- it. Eek again in Roseville, Minnesota. Uh, let's see here. Can't read that. I'm skipping over a lot of these. Oh, boy. Did you hear the guy who hacked naked pictures from Jennifer Lawrence's phone was sentenced to prison? I did not hear that. Yeah. Coop is calling for a presidential pardon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so just Josh with some help there. You didn't like that one, Weed Man? You didn't, uh, you didn't enjoy that? You're fired. You're fired. All right. Stop. All right. Uh, let's you know, skip over that one. Uh, what do you get when you put Bartolo Colon and Blind Scott together for oh. nine innings? Bartolo Colon and Blind Scott for nine innings. What do you get, Ben? A big, fat, no-hitter. <laughs> That's from the Inca Terror. Blair in Maine says when he was young, he felt like a male trapped in a female's body. Is that right? Yeah. Then he was born. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Tough crowd, Weed Man. They didn't like that one, Weed Man. That was from Mike. That's great. <laughs> he says great. Officials are dealing with a sinkhole in Daytona Beach, Eddie. Oh, really? Yeah, scientists believe it was caused by Jed who fled's recent calls <laughs> to the Ben Maller show. Could be. Right. Steve that sent that one in. Thank you, Steve. What's the best thing about living in Switzerland? I don't know, Ben. What's the best thing about living in Switzerland? I'm not sure, but the, the flag's a big plus, Eddie. <laughs> Flag joke. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good flag joke? Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh, all right. You want to? You want a good WNBA joke? Eh? Do I? All right. How? This is from Gordon in Tacoma. How is the WNBA better than Major League Baseball? Hmm. I don't know, Ben. How is the WNBA better than baseball? In the WNBA, players hit a cycle every night, Eddie. Every night. No. I'm actually on the live air. Why did the lifeguard throw a bar of soap to a drowning weed man? 
Uh, I don't know, why did the lifeguard throw a bar of soap to a drowning weed man? So he would wash ashore. Is what he, you didn't like that weed man, no? He <laughs> <laughs> liked it, he liked it. All right, let's get to the closer. I'm gun shy here. I'm leaving a lot of jokes out that I think are good, but I, you know, Coop. Only the best, Ben. Coop sent me something that's got me gun shy. All right, I don't want anyone offended. All right, here we go. This is from the Inca Terror. Why do some people dislike Mark, the full name guy's harmonica playing so much? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why do some people uh, not like that? Well, because he both blows and sucks when he plays the harmonica. You see that, Eddie, right there? Lame jokes of the week every week. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts nfl total access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 nfl draft I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.